Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 31, featuring the review of the highly anticipated South Korean sequel to Train to Busan called Peninsula, aka Train to Busan Presents Peninsula, which is an odd way of titling the movie, but I get it, right? You can't have like a second train to Basan. <laughs> like it, there's, there's just the point of that movie the the title of that movie just wouldn't work in sequel form so i get it yeah uh it's a zombie film uh i am one half of your hosting duos uh jp podcasting out of southwestern pennsylvania on this august 22nd 2020 and joining me tonight as always is carly yeah hello everybody we are back hopefully you all enjoyed our shark week i almost Um, died from shark week i was gonna say i know that we did but we are glad it's over um but yeah i mean i think i think it went well uh seems like we got some decent feedback so that was that was fun uh but yeah we are on train to Busan part two which i thought i didn't realize the movie was pretty much just called peninsula and had that train to Busan percents thing but because the whole time I was thinking are they really going to make another movie that's another train going to Busan or what well yeah that is weird because that title morphed over time because I I got press releases from this film from the gate and I swear they were calling it train to Busan Peninsula Uh then they dropped the, or they added the presents to it later on down the line. Train to Bazan presents Peninsula. And now I've been seeing it as just Peninsula. Yeah, when you think when I logged in on Letterboxd, it was under Peninsula. So it's definitely weird. But it makes sense. You know, it really is just a movie set in the same world as Train to Bazan. It's not like the same exact thing. But um, oh, anyway. And later. When we review Train to Busan Presents Peninsula, we will have a special guest joining us, so stay tuned for that. It is our only our like third guest ever. Right. But we've had Jerry and the Schwoyers, so technically the fourth guest. I count them as one. I do too. I always think it's like enjoying twins or something. Right. I always think of that as one. And they, but... they're like the same guy. Right, right, right. Um, so anyway, how have you been? Um, I've been okay. Um, I feel like I'm sick right now or something. I just woke up. But I could be like, you know that feeling when you just wake up and your nose is all stuffed up? Yeah, that happens to me every morning. Yeah, because I have like an air conditioner and a fan on. So I'm sounding a little like nasally. I apologize. But... Yeah, I just woke up um, because my sleep schedule is jacked up because I'm working overnights and then I'm working second shift all in the same week um, multiple times. So it's 7.14 p.m. and I just woke up. Uh, I've This has been killing my 91 watches, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I got home today. Um, I was trying to help my pap work on the squad a little bit, but I was like, man, I gotta get in there and go to sleep if I'm gonna record tonight, but I didn't want to be that guy that was like, yeah, so I'm not gonna be able to help you, I gotta go to sleep, 
you know, <laughs> I was like stayed out there longer than I wanted to. Uh-huh. But eventually, I just had to break it, break you know, break the news that I was I was gonna need to go to sleep. And I went inside, and I was watching Ricky O, which is um, a 91 move. Uh, it's actually on Tubi, which I didn't realize. I thought I was going to have to find it somewhere else. But again, Tubi comes in clutch. Did you watch Ricky O yet? No, but I didn't. I noticed it was on there. Yeah. It's such a horror hair movie. It, it's debatable. I think a lot of the guys are going to include it. Um uh-huh. It, it has some horror moments, but the real reason I think people include it is it's very gory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll watch it because it seems like you guys are all kind of... We're talking about it from the beginning, so... It, it, but I it did is not watch one it. of the better movies from 91. It's really funny. Um, you know, it's a, like, prison movie. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's, uh, like, this guy named Ricky O. Or the dubbed version, I think his name is Ricky Ho. <laughs> and, uh, he is in prison. <laughs> He's just, like, a badass. He's just, like, punching people, punching through people's bodies and stuff like that. It's strange. Um, but it's, it's a very good movie. It's, it's, mm. it's. it's it's solid. Um, I gotta finish it up, but yeah, I I looked at my final list. I have about 24, 25, uh, 91 movies I want to get to. We're a little under three weeks, mm-hmm. so I it's kind of crunch time. Um, I also have a few summer series movies I still need to see. So I have a lot to do. Luckily, Twenty Two Shots is still on break. Um, right. Hopefully, you know, we don't lose any more recordings, if you know what I mean. Yes. That was horrible. So now we have backup recordings, which I know you're recording right now, right? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Do not pay attention to me that's recording, recording at the top. What's that? I just said we're recording, both recording at the same time right now. That's cool. Okay, cool. We not have a full intro if things go wrong. We, oh, okay. See, I was wondering if you were recording, so I looked. Yes, can you see? Yes. Uh, no, because my computer, like, froze just now, and I can't see anything. Oh, darn, how inconvenient. But we are recording. Okay. Alright, that's good to know. Um, I was trying to type it in the chat, but my Skype froze, so... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am sorry, I... I mean, I'm not sorry because I've been recording this whole time. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm in the same boat where it seems like all these movies have caught up to me, and it, it's like for the summer series, there's technically there are technically only four movies I had never seen before. Um, one of them being Wreck, that was an easy watch. It was only an hour and 18 minutes, but the other three are all two hours plus. So, um gotta watch that well i actually watched another one this morning so now i'm down to what there's two i gotta watch so technically gotta watch you know i want to there's probably i want to watch some other ones because it's been so long since i've seen them but if i could get make sure i just have them all watched i'll be happy um then for 91 i'm at 42 watches and i would like to hit 50 that's usually my goal for any of the top 10 shows i do on your show anyway but 
Honestly, I wanted to get more than that, but I took a big break for a while and now it's kind of all caught up, unfortunately. But I'm basically trying to watch one of those every day at this point to just make myself feel better. So it's crazy. It is crazy. You know what I'm saying, Joe? Yes. Right. Big truck. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, but I'm watching those. It is almost, it is almost fall time and I am excited. Yeah, I, I you know what, before we got on, what's that? I'm getting into that spooky feeling. Oh, yeah. Before I got on, I was thinking about what my pick for this year's Halloween marathon will be. Uh, Have you found yours yet? No, because I was counting on going to conventions and finding bootlegs. <laughs> and we have no conventions. Right. So uh, I'll have to put thought into that because I forgot all about that, to be honest. But I'll pull something out my butthole, I'm sure. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I, it's it's right. I, I haven't found anything yet. I have one. I have one title in mind. But I'm not sure if I want to go with it. And yeah. then we have to find a headliner still. Yeah. I, I think this year for an opener. Sorry, I'm tired. Sorry. Uh, for an opener, maybe we should do one of the Friday the 13th because I'll have my box set by then, I think. Lucky you. Yeah. It is lucky. Yeah, that would be. You can't go wrong with those. Right. Which one. Okay, which Friday the 13th to you feels most like Halloween. There is an... I have an answer for this. I don't know why I do, but there's one in particular that always feels like the most October to me. And I don't think any of them are set in October. They're all summer movies. But... Which one you mean like you? You mean the one that I would most likely watch or one that actually feels like it was like filmed in the fall and has that vibe to it? Uh, this... Both. Well, either one. Um, let me think. Well, let me think. Allow me to just think. I feel like part... Maybe... Maybe six? Because it's like, I feel like it's got like that cold look to it. And also it's like, Jason has come back. That's not a bad one, mm-hmm. because I, I think that the woods may have a little foliage and stuff in there. Yeah, and it's not like set in a lake where everyone's swimming, like it's summertime. That's why most of them are dubbed as summertime and movies. And Tommy lake. Jarvis has on like a puffy jacket, you know, yeah, that, that's that why jean I was thinking jacket cool. with a little... Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, though, it's always part three. That one just feels like Halloween to me. Uh, that was going to be my second pick. Like and I October. Think I think that barn. one was filmed in a really cold air area, too. I, I think you can see their breath at one point at night. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the barn, I don't know. Whatever about Halloween or Friday the 13th 3 always reminded me of, of like, the fall. Yeah, that was literally going to be my second choice. Um Cause I agree, something about the whole setting, like the barn setting, maybe it's because, I, I don't know, in Halloween 5 you have a barn and stuff like that, and the barn is used in other fall setting movies, 
that kind of gives me that vibe. Yeah, but maybe it's like the I would hay agree. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, because of hay rise and whatnot. But mm. I agree, part three definitely has that feel as well. Um, that's the beauty of Friday the Thirteenth movies. Like you know, people always say gotta watch them in the summertime, but you can actually watch those at any time of the year and. You know, you don't have to be in the mood where with Halloween, I don't really want to watch those outside of October, September area and stuff. Play me in the winter, play me in the summer. No. Oh. I mean, well, yes. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, I, I think that that is uh, a franchise that even though they like, I'm not going to watch Sleepaway Camp in any other time than the summer, usually. Maybe the mm -hmm. fall. But I don't really have a problem with watching Friday 13th in the spring, in the winter. Uh, I wish there was a winter Friday 13th. I always have. That is such yeah. a unbroke, un... Oh, man. I went, like, could you imagine, like, all the kids going up there in the cabin for the winter in Jason's... Mm -hmm. Dude, that would be so cool. I want I want that more than, like, anything in life. Yeah. Um. See so that, yeah, that would be neat, but... I don't know if that'll ever happen at this point. Um, I know, I know, little guy. It's sad. Uh, yesterday, I went to uh, the Dollar Tree again for my monthly hit up. Uh, I got a lot of titles. Some titles I was very happy with. There's a lot of Magnet and Magnolia titles, which I think might be the same company. Um, mm -hmm. And I, they always do a really good job. Uh, they did. I mean, they do still. You still get some good Magnet titles, but like. I swear, during the, like, mid, uh, what do we call the tens decade? <laughs> I don't know, I guess the mid-twenty-tens. Okay, the mid-twenty-tens, they had a lot of good titles that came out. Um, actually, even, like, the, the late aughts, they had some titles, um, that came out, so getting those some of those titles for a dollar was really cool. Um, it would be cool to see some IFC titles there, like, because it seems like they get, like, just overstocked from places. I could totally mm -hmm. see, like, IFC titles being a thing. Um, yes. So I got a, b a bunch of Magnet stuff, some other crap stuff. They actually had a bunch of Wild Eye stuff, too. Um, I picked mm -hmm. up, like, one or two. I I'm not the biggest fan of Wild Eye because, honestly, like, a lot of Wild Eye stuff to me is just overly long. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't do a whole lot of Wild Eye. Um, but I got, yeah. I got, I got, like, what, like, 16 titles for a buck? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I could have got more, but I, I was just feeling, like, a little bit like last time i picked up like every single horror title that there was this time i relaxed a little bit yeah that's kind of where i'm at too because uh when i first started getting all these dollar tree movies i was like heck yeah i'm gonna buy everything because it's a dollar and you know i'm buying like these packs of 30 horrible looking ghost movies and i'm thinking like i know i'm gonna hate these but it's a dollar and now i'm to the point where the stack is pretty much almost halfway to the ceiling of DVDs I have to watch and so I'd rather just buy stuff that I either know is good or it sounds good enough there but it's still fun going and hunting for them I love that Dollar Tree's been doing this because it's just exciting to find you know we have thrift stores around but we don't really find too much there so uh, finding stuff at Dollar Tree is almost the same thing because you're getting them for like the same 
cheaper than like a Goodwill, honestly. So, I also have moves. Um, cool. So, um, that was, that was pretty much it for my week. I mean, we went to, uh, we were gonna go see Unhinged last night, but my schedule was just, like, really bad for it, and honestly, I'm glad we didn't plan on going because I got into, like, an issue that kind Mm -hmm. of ruined my day. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I guess, uh, the, so we went and saw Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles, which we'll talk about later at the drive-in last week. Mm -hmm. I was going to tell you Unhinged and The Tenant, which is Nolan's new movie, um, Mm -hmm. is at the drive-in this Sunday. So technically we could do that instead of going to see Inception. Right. I mean, that would be killing two birds with one stone, because we want to see both of those. Right. So, and when do we ever get to see two new movies that we're both kind of interested in in the theater, in the drive-in? Like, it barely ever happens. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Then the only other thing that I did was, uh, so my pap um, has a quad. It's like a, it's like a utility quad, and, um... He was down, he was, uh, there's like a spot that my friend's grandfather owns down by the river near us, Mm. and, um, we used to fish down there since I was a kid, like, it's kind of just been a nice spot ever since I was a kid, um, and basically he drove the quad down there and was, like, looking around and decided to, uh, you know, drive it over to the, into the water a little bit to, like, clean off the wheels and stuff like that. And, uh, unbeknownst to him, um, they had recently, like, excavated a little bit of the edge there, um, and it was, like, no, it used to be a long, like, you know, slow decline into the water, but it was, like, a cliff drop-off, and the quad basically tipped over off the edge and almost drowned him and sunk about 10 foot, 10 to 12 foot deep into the river and um i was about to go to sleep because i had to work um and then he calls me all like yo i need help and uh i went and got my neighbor who has like a a truck he drove down there we like i could we could not find this thing i was like diving i like you know got (laughs) took my shirt off got into my underwear because i didn't have shorts on i had jeans on and uh you know just started diving into this disgusting Monongahela River um that was completely cloudy I couldn't see my hand in front of my face underwater I'm sitting there diving down looking for a a quad and can't find it eventually I found it and boy it was deep it like I was like out of shape too but um (laughs) it, it was deep and we finally I finally dove down and tied a winch to it and we pulled it out and um he started taking it apart today to clean it out and dry everything out and hopefully it runs again um but yeah that was that was quite the quite the morning quite the afternoon it was it was strange man yeah i hope it works still because that was a pretty nice quad and it was rather new money on it yeah so I hope that he can clean that out and uh, 
get everything going again, but that's crazy. It's a good thing no one drowned in the act. I know. I thought I was going to drown. I was out there, you know, I couldn't touch after, like, it was like I could touch, and then I couldn't touch, and it was like a five-foot drop-off, you know, and then it was like ten-foot. Um, and I was, I haven't swam in probably, like, in water that was deeper than my height in probably, like, ten years. So I was like, when I first got in there, I was like, because he asked me if I knew how to swim. I was like, yeah, I know how to swim. And then I was like, I hope I know how to swim. I haven't done it in a long time. I hope it's like that old saying, like, once you learn how to ride a bike, you won't ever forget. Dude, I don't even, like, I got on a bike a few years ago, and I barely knew how to ride the bike. Like, There's no so. way I could get on a bike and not know how to ride it. Like, I did that. That was one of the things I did more than anything else in my childhood. I just assumed that it will be, like, second nature. Listen, okay, I know you feel that way, but, like, I'm just telling you, I got, I got on this bike, and I forgot how to balance for a second. But then I got it, and that was okay. Balance? So, that, yeah, you have to balance on the bike. Um, I was usually pretty good at balancing, just saying. Well, that's why you need, you have training wheels, because kids don't know how to balance, and then they get off the training wheels to balance. I can hop in a wheelchair and, like, drive all the way down the road on two wheels, just saying. Right now. A wheelchair? Yeah. You know how they, like, do the thing where they pull the two front wheels off the ground? Okay, dude, go ahead. Dude, we used to... I'll lend you a wheelchair. We used to have obstacle courses, like, go down steps, go up steps, um, you know, go down hills, go uphill. Like, we, we used to do, like, go over boards and stuff. Um, me and my friends, we had two wheelchairs, and we would just, like, we called them scraper chairs. Why? Because we saw this video once about a scraper bike, and we'd be like, scraping on my scraper chair. It was like a song. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, we would, we just, like, do, like, we just would drink and get in these wheelchairs and do dumb shit. That's pretty dumb. Pretty yeah, dumb, fun. buddy. It was fun. Yes. Um, but. okay, so that was our weeks, pretty much. Yes. Uh, do you want to get into the things that we watched? Yes, I think we shall. Oh. I just heard a thunder. One second. So, next week's episode, very excited to say, will be... Well, it... it, it yeah, yeah, it'll be next week's episode. Because this, this show is supposed to be this week's episode. Right. Um, we're going to see the New Mutants. Holy hell, we're going to see the New Mutants. Yes, I saw you reserved me a sat. I was like, wow, is this real? Yeah. Yeah, it's in Dolby, too. <laughs> okay. so it's, and I'm actually off Thursday, so nothing can go wrong. Right, right. In the night. So we're going to go opening night to see the New Mutants. Uh, the New Mutants was not only in my top five most anticipated movies for 2019... It was also my, in my top five most anticipated movies for 2020. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really excited to see this. I I don't have I don't have high hopes for it. I really don't. I think that it had too much of a troubled production. It's probably not going to be good. But I just thought it was like a cool concept. It has a, a cool um, trailer that I accidentally seen a few times. 
um, and yeah, I think that, yeah, so when I, in, at the end of 2018, I made a video saying my top five most anticipated films for 2019 are, <laughs> and it was, the, and that was way back in 2018, dude. So, yeah, that's I cannot thing. believe out of every movie that is, like, finally going to get released, it's going to be this one. Of course, we know the Trouble production. Um, initially, it was um, done, and then they said it wasn't really, it didn't, it wasn't really much like a horror movie, so they did reshoots, or vice versa, that it was too much like a horror movie, and they did reshoots. Mm. I'm not 100% sure what happened, but it had a really troubled production. Um, but what got me interested in it is one, I like X-Men movies and I thought a horror movie that was set in the X-Men universe would be really cool. And also the director of the film, um, said he was heavily inspired by, uh, a top three favorite horror film for me, which is, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. He was very heavily inspired by Dream Warriors. So I, uh, for that reason was really excited. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have high hopes because we've waited so long for it and it was like a hype thing and it's just now here it is finally. So, um, yeah, you know, I I'm excited though to finally see it. I'm excited to see a movie to begin with in the theater. So this shall be fun. And we finally get to talk about it. Right. So... Yeah, that will be good. Um, and like you said, we might see uh, Tenant and what is it? Unhinged tomorrow, so that would also be good. And yeah, a lot of movies are going to be coming our way now, hopefully. So, with that being said, speaking of moves, shall we get into what we have watched? Um, sure, buddy. Um, so. Let's see here. First up for me, I didn't watch a ton this week, uh, was Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club, but of course we're going to talk about those together. Mm -hmm. um, so then I watched a movie for fun. It was called Trespass. <laughs> you did what? I watched a movie for fun. And how do you feel now about doing that? Oh, I feel pretty good. I love Trespass. No, I mean, like, at this point in time where you're, like, really kind of, you, you kind of did that whole, uh, monologue at the beginning where you're like a little stressed about 91 and summer series like how do you feel now that you've watched these movies <laughs> shut up um so trespass how do you feel that i watch movies for fun mad why because i'm watching all these movies in suffrage but why don't you watch a movie for fun because i don't have time to watch anything for fun <laughs> and I know I don't and I'm not irresponsible like you because I know I know it'll be the night before one of these shows and you'll be like man I'm miserable I have to watch 11 movies within 5 hours that's not even possible shut up I know but you'll do it somehow no you'll be mad the, the, the worst thing I ever did was lay, leave myself like 6 movies for the 2003 show in one day and that and like a couple of them were like two hours that was right. the worst thing i ever did to myself um the only other thing that i ever did that was nearly as bad was i stayed up all night and needed to watch the two uh rob zombie halloweens before the show it was like some weird situation i was like miserable there too um but i will never let myself 
get behind that far again. Like, I'm never gonna need to watch six movies before uh, a recording. Like, one day before recording. That was... That was literally horrible. Like, I was so... After, like, the third movie, I was just wanted to kill myself. I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, I would... I would just cry. I wouldn't even do it. Oh, and, like, three... Like, four out of the six were, like, subtitled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. It crept up on me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, Trespass, 1992. This is an action kind of movie. Um... But it stars, look at this cast, Bill Paxton, Ice-T, William Sadler, Ice Cube. Wow. Yeah, dude. Uh, so this movie's really cool. William Sadler and Bill Paxton are firefighters, and they're in, entering a burning building, and there's a dude in there who's like crazy sounding, and basically tells them that he, you know, buried this treasure that was stolen from this church years ago like really like millions dollars worth of treasure like gold that was stolen from this church and uh you know he hands them the map to it and then he like as he's on fire and he like burns and so they're like man we should go we should go check this out and they're from like arkansas or something i forget where they go um I forget where it is. It's a city, though, that they go to. I want to say Chicago, but I don't think it's Chicago. Um, anyway, so they, they go to these abandoned buildings in, like, the deep, deep ghetto, you know? And they're up there, and they have this map, and they start digging through the floors. They got, like, a pickaxe and, and a metal detector and stuff like that. And um, eventually, they uh, break through the floor, and well nothing's there nothing's there and it's all these pipes and stuff anyway there's a drug deal going on on the roof of this apartment thing this abandoned building and uh it goes bad and the, you know this guy's killed and then they see bill paxton and william sadler are witnesses to it so they go to like you know kill him or whatever like at least confront him but um, William Sadler grabs one of the dudes and holds him hostage and they barricade themselves in the door and uh, Ice-T is the leader of this like group and the guy that they grabbed was his little brother Lucky so uh, it's like a standoff it's like a siege narrative and also the gold comes into play eventually uh, and it's it's a really good awesome movie like I love it's one of my favorite movies ever um, I always it's one that I've talked about the least, but I got Ice T and Ice Cube in the same movie. It's awesome. It's an early role for them. Do you think um, they call? How do you think they address each other on the set? Do you ice. think they're like Ice? Yeah. Ice, and then they're like, which Ice? Or do you think they're, they're like, like T and Cube? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because yeah. I feel like being like Ice Cube would be too much. It's a really, it's a really awesome movie, man. I, I, I love it. Um, I watch it on VHS because that's how I own it. Um, and I always try to pop this in like once a year, like for fun, for fun. Yeah. It's, it's a comfort movie for me. Uh, I've loved it since I was a kid. It's really fun. And there, there's, it has Bradley in it. Uh, Art Evans who plays the, I know him because he plays the, he plays the guy 
um, in Tales from the Hood, like, the old dude with the, the old, like, black dude with the gray hair, and he's, like, eh. talking about the, uh, the voodoo, the, you know, the, the slaves that were killed in the house. Yeah. Um, he's in this, and he's my favorite character. Uh, anyway, so, moving on here, uh, as per my run through 91, I watched Silence of the Dicks. And this is a great move, obviously. Hannibal Lecter, Clary Starling. Uh, she's a, you know, wants to be an FBI detective. And she gets a, you know, gets to, uh, I think she's still in training, right? Yeah, she, yeah, she's still like in school. And yeah, stuff. so she gets to talk to this Hannibal Lecter. They have a case, this Buffalo Bill murder, where uh, this man is abducting and killing and disposing of women um and he is you know a murderer and he i think he was a former patient they or i think lector knows who he is um and he was like a former patient so he has information but he's like very manipulative and he's like very super smart super smart um, and Clarice is smart too, but who's smarter? That's the question. And, uh, it's this mental warfare thing that's happening. Um, but there's like, you see a real human side to Hannibal Lecter too, who is a murdering cannibal. Um, and you see, like, it's, a, it's a, it's just such a, like, engaging movie. Like, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter is one of the great horror performances of all time and mm. he's so engaging to watch and you always think that he's like two steps ahead of everybody else and i think that i think this movie is like debated as if it's horror or not i think it is man like it just it just i i, I get that it's like more of a psychological thriller but at the same time i feel like buffalo the buffalo bill thing is pretty scary you know, mm-hmm. that whole thing with him cutting women's skin off and wearing them. It's a little, yes, right. a little scary. Um, do you ever notice that, like, they say that he's picking up, like, fatter women, but, like, mm-hmm. none of the chicks that you see are, like, really fat? Yeah, I always Like, the girl in the thought... hole is not fat at all. I mean, she's, like, a little chunky, but she's not... When I think of fat, I'm thinking, like, morbidly obese. Yeah, I she's just like when I think of fat. Oh. <laughs> she was... A, what was he looking for? A size... He was like, hey, are you a size... There's 14? <laughs> Dude, he's so he, creepy. Yeah, he... Like, you wouldn't have to be a size 14, are you? And she's like, what? <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, they're not... I always thought that with the movie, too. Like, it seems like she's not... Because he wants them to lose weight and have their skin be all loose, and it's just... They're not obese, in my opinion, but So would whatever. you consider this film LGBTQ? Mainly the T. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like it kind of puts them in a bad light there, buddy. I, I get that, but so does most of the... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, it has those what, Like, you would it. consider Sleepaway Camp a transgender horror movie, right? Yeah, I guess so. I never really... I mean, I don't really... When I'm watching my movies, I'm not thinking about LGBTQ oh, stuff, God. but... I'm, I'm just saying, like, I always think of, like, 
Um, like, cause it, this is like one of the, I know, I know that it puts them, puts, <laughs> it's like puts it in kind of a bad light, but I'm saying like, um, why is it like, but I, you feel like people like Angela are kind of celebrated. You know what uh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I it, it's because it's yeah, a slasher film, the... and it's, like, more fun. You know what I mean? It's, like, you don't take it serious. Uh, and people were mean to Angela, honestly. But Buffalo right, Bill right. is just kind of a nutcase. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I don't know if it's because... I don't think it's, like, because he's trans. I just think he's an idiot. Yes. But... Yeah, if you kind of think about that, and you don't really get a whole lot of, like, transgender killers... Yeah, I never really thought about it. Um, but th- I would say Angela and Buffalo Bill is one, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, um, I mean, it's. I would be shocked if this wasn't on, if everybody considered it horror and it was on everybody's list. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, be, and I, I would always be just, truly shocked. I was just think of how like. Growing up, even anytime you see like a horror decoration or something, that's Hannibal Lecter is always one of the people standing right there with Ghostface and Michael Myers. So he's always been like. I think if they didn't give him a cool mask, it might not yeah. have been as popular. <laughs> yeah, because when you think, I mean, Buffalo Bill is like the more messed up character in the movie, but you always think of Lecter because of the mask and his smarts and whatnot. My but. my favorite scene in the whole movie is when he's when he's listening to goodbye horses and it's like goodbye horses and he's like would you fuck me i'd fuck me (laughs) well there are one or two f words for the show no i figured jeremy's gonna give at least 10 oh yeah Yeah, which is our special guest announcement oh yeah um yeah guys but dude, that scene used to creep me the hell out when I was a kid, and I, I thought know, I, I like, didn't understand what he was doing with his penis. I didn't either. I was like, whoa. I just thought he didn't have a penis. Yeah, I didn't know what I, I thought he had. I don't know, buddy. It's, it's so weird, cringe. Yeah. That song is so perfect. Goodbye, Yeah, I love that song. Do you? I do, yes. I also, I think I almost like it better in the Maniac remake, though. Yeah, it's really, really good in there, too. With, uh, the chick. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great movie. Yes. Another move, too, once. I forget what. Um, well, buddy, you're kind of cutting out a little bit right now. So are you. I'm scared. Oh, no. I hope my internet isn't going out. We have poor connection. No. What shall we do? Um, we shall talk about our poor connection and buy time. It went away. Hurry up and tell me the rest of your moves. Okay. Uh, so, uh Sansa Lambs, obviously great. Um, I'd be shocked if it didn't make everybody's list. Now, this is a film that I could see missing some lists. And it is the other big, is it horror film from 91. And that is Cape Fear, which was my 42nd watch as per my run through 91. Right, right. And Cape Fear follows a pissed off Robert De Niro (laughs) who just got out of prison and like literally instantly is going for revenge like day one, day hour one, minute one. Um, 
he's actually going after the defense lawyer of his, right? Right, yes. Yeah. Because... He didn't do a good job. He didn't do a good job. And, uh, he, um, has a wife and a child, played by, uh, Juliet... Is it Juliet Lewis? Yeah, the girl, yes. Okay. Yeah, she... And she's pretty young in this role. It's an early role for her. Um, mm-hmm. I think she was just 18. She's playing a 15-year-old, though. Um, Juliette Lewis plays dumb really good. Because she's she a little sure dumb does. in this film. Or at least naive. She play, mm-hmm. There's a movie someone gave me for Patreon um, a while back from the 90s called California with a K. Um, I don't know why I said it like that, because the K didn't affect that. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) it was called California with K, and, um, it had Brad Pitt in it as well as Juliette Lewis, and she plays like a dumbass in that one. Um, that's a really good thriller too. Um, but yeah, this one, so Robert De Niro is like, I mean, it's really the Robert De Niro show. Everything he says is like douchebaggery or cunning he's an asshole um he's got that cockiness too what, what did he go to prison for pretty sure it was like beating on women i think or raping someone it was something bad like it was actually something bad like that i believe yeah, something it, to do with like abusing women it's i, I don't understand like this movie always like perplexes me in a way because like they make Robert De Niro too cool in a way. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you get this... It's freaking Robert De Niro. And he's, like... He's, like, smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, like... At the same... Like, it makes you almost sort of like him. And then you're, like... Dude, this guy's a complete douchebag. And he's, like... Yeah. Like, that one girl that... Was really annoying. <laughs> that he, like... Beats up. Like... I assume rapes and beats up. Yeah. And you're like, dude, come on. Like, this is awful. Like, I almost wish they'd... I don't know. Like, it's a double-edged sword for me. Because on one hand, like, he does deliver a good performance. But on the other hand, it's like... It's Robert freaking De Niro, dude. He's, like, too known to do this. Because, like, you always sort of like Robert De Niro no matter what. (laughs) You know? I mean, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I do, I do, but like I feel like he does, it's not, he's not always playing the good guy in movies. Though I know, either, but even so. when he's playing like the like a bad guy, like in uh, Casino or like Goodfellas or something, like I still like him. <laughs> yeah, you like him, but I think that's also part of the. I think that's why I like this movie because he is likable and he's casual and he's like, yeah, just beat up and rapes a girl, and then the next day he's like acting like normal old Robert De Niro. I think it adds to it as opposed to making him just a scumbag where it's like oh obviously this guy went to prison like i don't know i kind of like that element to it i don't know man where he's like got that gentleman almost character he's manipulative i mean with the stupid daughter he's trying to be all charming and innocent and i think it just makes it scarier because you know this the lawyer guy he's scared for his family and you look at this guy and he's acting like he's not going to do them any harm but you know it's going to and badly and then the whole ending i think it's like such a big turn for him he's just full-on crazy so i just i don't know i love his performance i think robert de niro can do no wrong i just don't know about any of the 
I just don't I just don't really know about any of the it seems like like I don't know I, I don't I don't buy a lot of stuff in this movie like what like the the girl that gets violently raped and and attacked and doesn't pr- press charges yeah but I feel like that happens in a lot of movies like I don't think I don't think that's one of those things like that you have to press charges for though yeah that's assault. I guess... like I don't know and, like, he, and they know who did it so yeah like I don't know like if you go and like shoot someone in the face like that person doesn't have to press charges on you for you <laughs> like they're not like you know like I don't know if it works like that man I don't know like they know that he did it it's like I don't know it might it, it might Wait, did, like, did they did they know that did she admit that he's the one that did it I mean you know she, what I mean I just feel like the police wouldn't be like well I guess we're just gonna let this one go you know what I mean <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gonna be like ma'am who did this to you you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't know man I don't know it's yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I understand. There's a lot of stuff in here where I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, you know, that, like, this person's gonna, it's, it's, like, but I get this feeling where it's, like, the whole world's, like, against this guy almost, like, unintentionally, you know, or, like, Katie basically, like, orchestrates this thing to, like, you know, he's always one step ahead. And again, it goes back to the smart killer of the 90s, which was, mm-hmm. which really started with these two movies. Um, and it, it progressed with, uh, you know, like scream. Um, but it, the killer was like way smarter. It was more like psychological. It started here. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not as in love with Cape Fear as other people are. I do think it's really good. Um, but it's definitely not something that I think is... Anything as good as Scorsese's other movies? I wouldn't say it's as good as his other movies, but I I fell in love with it kind of this time around. I used to think in my head like, oh, this is a. I kind of put it off because I'm thinking this is like an over two hour long movie, and I always thought of it as being boring and not having much to the plot. But I was completely enthralled with it this time around. But it's one that I'm very iffy on the horror aspects. So I do think the ending has like packs the punch with the horror, but I feel like this one's a little more controversial than Silence of the Lambs would be. But we'll see. We'll see what everyone decides on when it comes to the actual show. All right. And uh, next up, um, my second 1992 watch of my run through 91. Um, <laughs> we have number 43 here. This was listed as 91 somewhere. Um, so I'm not sure why I didn't double check, but I just assumed it was 91. Um, and it is a film that I actually owned on VHS. And it's called, it's called Severed Ties. And it basically follows this dude who is continuing his father's research, uh, down in his mother's mansion, down in the laboratory, um, where he... Uh, is working on regeneration so like lizards can regenerate their tails some of them so he's trying to take the genes from that and like figure out a way to manipulate it into human dna um so we can regrow limbs and organs and stuff like that um 
he, uh, he his parent his mother wants to sell the formula and he's against it and there's an accident and his arm gets cut off and it's he uses the formula and he grows a lizard arm um and it's a murderous lizard arm and he meets this bum and all these homeless people and it's basically he's trying to stop his mom from stealing the formula um very reminiscent of like a frank hennenwater movie or a Stuart gordon movie it's like um you could tell that like in terms of direct-to-video stuff um that they were trying to copy that sort of full moon ish formula this was also a fangoria production um oliver reads in this film actually um but it's uh you could tell that they were going for something specific um and it it's it it works a little bit but it's it's not great um there's this sort of noir element where it starts out with the lead telling the story from like a black and white um thing and he's like had i known what I, what would happen that day i would have turned and walked away or something you know what i mean like that that like noir style thing um mm. which i really liked i thought that was a neat and elevated the the production a little bit um so yeah that's uh severed ties i give it a six well i didn't i didn't mind it but um it's uh, again it's not eligible for 91 lists um but i'm counting it as a watch um i i started double checking that stuff like three times before i watch a movie because for 85 i watched like three movies (laughs) that were 84 and i did the same for 72 so i am done doing this yeah it's rough um okay black demons 1991 um also known as demoni 3 um also known as demons 3 uh this film is about a uh, group that goes to this little area um, where there's like a voodoo culture. Um, I'm not sure if they say where they're at, um, but this this dude has sort of these like powers, and he basically um, resurrects the dead um, through like during the ceremony. And these um, literal slave zombies come out of the earth. Um, which is is weird to me that they call it like black demons. But do they literally mean black people? No, buddy. They just mean dark demons. Well, because it's a, literally a movie about slaves as zombies. Oh, well. Like slaves that were killed mm. on the plantation, and it's called then, black demons. Well, then I guess they would be black demons technically. It's weird. I feel like that's a bit racist. <laughs> It's very, like, to the point. Black demons, not white demons. Um, so, yeah, these, uh, you know, zombies come out, want revenge. They got, like, sights and axes and, and, uh, you know, hooks and stuff like that. And, uh, they're, they're killing the teens. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, it didn't have that much atmosphere, and the my biggest issue was the shriek show dvd that i have there was like this hissing and like um the dialogue was so like low compared to the movie that i couldn't hear what any of the characters were ever saying so i had some bad mixing there on that dvd um which apparently was very consistent with shriek show releases of the time so 
um, that kind of sucked. I would love to see like a Vinegar Syndrome or a Severn Films get a hold of this one and do a restoration of it. Uh, it's funny because it's called Demons, but it's it's a movie about zombies. This is a right. zombie movie. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's uh, Demoni Three. Um, I give it a six. Cool. Then I watched um, Class of Newcom High Part Two. Subhumanoid Meltdown from 1991. Um, as per my run through 91, this is my 45th watch. Uh, basically follows an investigative journalist guy who's working at his school and trying to figure out what these people are doing in the, uh, like, radioactive nuclear power plant thing. Uh, they give a recap at the beginning of the movie of the first one and i didn't remember anything really but i did watch the first one i did like it for like 86 or whatever we did that um there's a lot of these movies just you know what some trauma movies like the bad ones or the ones that aren't as good just overstay their damn welcome like it's funny at first and like you know there's boobs and and people wearing like g-strings like all at the school and stuff like that and then there's you know these funny belly button mouths that are funny at no. first um and then it's just like okay what are we doing here like what's what, what, <laughs> where are we going and it just goes nowhere um so i didn't mind it but it's not something i'm gonna run back to i, I can't believe this i can't believe this like is a franchise because like the first one was alright, but this one sucks. How'd they continue? Not sucks. Oh, it's okay. But it's just like I it's not like I it's not really memorable. How many more are there? Uh there's a third one and then there's Return to Newcomb High Part One and Two. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I gave it a five out of ten. And that's it for mine. Alright. Besides my blind spot and the two that we saw together. Alright, not too many moves. Yes. <clears throat> Alright, so let me pull up my list here. And first up, I watched, um, as per my run through 91, I watched Highway to Hell. This was on Tubi, which I don't think it was on there before unless I missed it, but I was just scrolling through Tubi to see if there was any 91 movies I missed. Because I pretty much watched everything on there at this point, and uh, this is on there. So, yeah, this is basically about a guy and his girlfriend. They're on their way to, I believe, yeah, they're going to Las Vegas because they are secretly going to elope and get married. And, um, you know, they're a little bit, like, worried about it and kind of paranoid that people are following them and whatnot. But they're on the way there, and um, on the way, they, like, stop at this gas station and uh the guy running the gas station is actually the guy from misery the old man from misery the sheriff which i've never seen him in anything else so that was cool um and he tells them i think he tells them about a it's been a while since i watched this but like about a shortcut or tells them not to go down the road i forget what he tells them but they essentially they end up going down this road and um while they're going down this road they encounter this demon guy and he kidnaps the girl and the rest of the movie is basically the boy trying to figure out how he's going to get her back um i like the look of the movie it was cool especially at the beginning uh, i had that very small town almost road horror feel especially when they're at the gas station just talking with the old guy and uh stuff like that and then when they're actually on the road um but 
you know, when they encounter, like, the demon dude and he takes her, uh, things get, a, you know, a little bit goofy there and you just have, uh, strange-looking characters. It almost reminds me of something like Nightbreed or something like that, just weird, uh, sort you know, fake stuff like hell. It's supposed to be, like, the highway to hell. That's what it is. So, um, just a lot of weird stuff there going on that's uh, not necessarily what I usually like, but... With that being said, I didn't think it was too bad of a film. Um, I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Then after that, um, I watched, uh, as for my 31 Days of Horror that I've been pre-recording, I watched Santa's Sleigh. Yes, a Christmas movie from 2005. And this was a first-time watch. Um, and I know it's a Christmas movie, but it was uh, next up on the list of the way I'm doing my 31 Days of Horror this year. So I figured, why not? It seemed like a fun movie anyway, and I shall watch what I want. Uh, but Santa Slay, basically, uh, it Dude, opens what up. what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, I was wondering if you were still there, because I knew you were going to flip out on me. Don't watch hey, Santa Slay in freaking summer. I have watched Santa Slay. Don't do that. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Don't do that ever to. again. Okay, never again. This is like the one time, okay, I swear. Wait, we watched Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, though, for 91. I know, but it doesn't even feel like a Christmas movie. It does. Whatever, that's a different argument for a different show. Um, but Santa Slay, basically, uh, about a killer Santa. Well, it's about Santa Claus, and um, he essentially goes mad one year, and he's going on this murder spree around town, and you find out that it's because years and years ago he lost a bet with this elderly man, and uh, it meant that he had to be good for all these years and now the time is up on this particular year so he's back to being scary demon like Santa and he's going around killing people and causing all these problems and it's pretty much centered around this uh, young boy and his girlfriend and uh, the boy's grandfather who's a little bit weird and doesn't really like Christmas and you learn why of course in the movie why that is and that is the story um this is a pure horror comedy. Uh, it's very high on the comedy aspects. Um, it's kind of funny. The ending, the beginning has like a dinner scene, family dinner scene. It's got Rebecca Gayhart and James Caan. And James Caan's not even credited in the movie, but um, I liked it. I thought it was a fun time. A uh, fun little Christmas movie. I didn't think I was going to like it at first because it starts off with like just a punch of ridiculousness and you know exactly what you're getting into, but it kind of mellows out a bit throughout it and I enjoyed the characters. Um, had a d decent Christmas atmosphere, in my opinion. There was, you know, snow and stuff like that on the roads. Um, even had a few creepy moments with Santa Claus that I thought were good. So, overall, I thought it was fun. This is one that I would continue to watch around actual Christmas time each year. Um, so, I give that a 7.5 out of 10. Then, after that, I watched Food of the Gods, which is... Did you mention that it stars Bill Goldberg? Oh, yes. It stars called... It stars Bill Goldberg, who I don't know who that is. Seriously? I don't really He's know He's like who that a is. massive professional wrestler. Like, huge in the 90s. Like, one of the biggest. Okay. Yeah, that's why I don't know who that is, because I don't care. He's Santa. I know, yeah, I know. I knew that, but I didn't know who, what his significance was as a person. Jesus. I'm sorry! You don't know shit. Dude, I don't roast you throughout... I kind of do, I guess. But anyway, um... After that, I watched Food of the Gods, and I watched this for a um, show I did with Derek, Celluloid Dissections. Uh, that should be out here 
soon. It'll actually be our debut on the new network, so um, stay tuned for that. But Fear of the Gods, um, I had to pick this movie to do on the show because I picked it up at a thrift store about a year ago and thought it looked cool. Um, basically about this town and there's a stuff called that they call the Food of the Gods and it turns out it's making all the animals and even like some of the insects turn into these big mutant uh, creatures that are attacking people. So essentially a killer animal movie. Uh, the main focus is like rats and these horrible looking wasps. But um, I, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was a fun time. Um, the effects, a lot of it is uh, done in that miniature way where, you know, it's just a miniature house and then they have a normal sized rat walking over it to make it look like it's a giant rat. And I actually like that stuff. They did that a lot in older uh, monster type movies back then. And um, I like it. It's kind of charming in a way. It looks really ridiculous sometimes, but that just adds to the charm. Um, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit and uh, you can hear me talk more about it on Cellular Dissections. Then after that was Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club, which we'll talk about. And then after that was Day of the Animals, which was the other feature that we did on um, the podcast, Cellular Dissections. Um, and this one was pretty cool, too. It's another killer animal movie of sorts where these people go hiking up into the wilderness and all the animals, for whatever reason, are just being vicious. It's not that they're like giant animals or anything like that, but they just start kind of attacking people, you know, like the birds, even the dogs and snakes, every type of animal. Um, it's got Leslie Nielsen in it, and he's definitely the highlight of the film. I hate Leslie Nielsen in non-horror, in horror movies. You do? Yeah, I just, he doesn't, he does he, I, he's not good. She's just not good. He is, I just think you probably don't, it's hard to differentiate him from his comedy stuff, I feel. I, he's, I just think he's like he, one of the most overrated things, even his comedies are overrated. All right, well, R.I.P. Leslie Nielsen. Sorry about the disrespect. I, I, I will admit, like, he's, as a, when he's playing a serious character, I find him hard to take serious. It's, in this movie, though, in particular, I mean, it is funny, some of the situations he's in, and it makes it funny, but even when he's being serious, I can't help but kind of smile and laugh, because it's hard to, it seems like a parody, almost, of himself, but the movie was good. It was another fun one. It also had the girl, the main woman from pieces in it so forget what her name is the actress's name but she was in it and i think her husband's also in it and uh they use the they utilize the animals quite well in it so again though uh i'll talk more about that on cellular dissections then after that was my blind spot then after that i watched train to busan because i had never seen it before and that would be stupid to do this podcast have it not seen it uh and I see what people mean. It's a fantastic movie. The funny thing is I watched this entirely at work. Yes, this two-hour movie at work because we had a scheduled power outage the one day that lasted about an hour and a half, but then I also had my 45-minute lunch break, so it all kind of evened out there. And um, yeah, it was easy to pay attention to because I was just watching it off my phone with earbuds and ignoring everyone else, surprisingly. So um but it's a very good movie. Uh, it does tug at the heartstrings quite a bit, and um, just it, it it keeps going all the way through. You know, I used to think I just always thought it sounded kind of like dumb. Like, okay, this whole movie takes place on a train. What all can they really do? But you know, it's not all on a train, and uh, every moment is kind of there's something going on, something crazy going on. It doesn't really miss a beat. So I thought it was really good, and I'll just say I gave that movie a nine out of ten. 
Then after that, I watched Session 9. Uh, that's one of the summer series movies that I hadn't watched before. And, um... Dude, uh, how I, many did you watch? A lot. I'm sorry. I'm trying to watch these movies. I can't watch movies for fun because I'm watching all these movies. I'm sorry. Um, so Session 9 is a movie that I watched. And it's basically about these guys who have this job. Uh, I believe they're getting rid of asbestos and then... Uh, abandoned insane asylum and uh, some weird stuff starts to kind of take place while they're doing it and I'll just say like I wasn't a huge fan of this movie um I thought it was kind of I-, I was into it at first but then I just kind of felt it got a little bit slow and draggy and boring for me um maybe I'll try to rewatch it because it seems like a lot of people are very high on this but I just wasn't too into it I don't know if I just don't care for that insane asylum setting or what it is but uh I mean, the characters are good, the guys are interesting, but I just felt like there wasn't... I thought it was going to be really scary, and it really just isn't to me, but, you know, whatever. It's still a good movie, um, but, yeah, that's that's that one. Uh, then I watched The Wig, uh, a Korean horror movie. This is for my 31 Days of Horror as well, and this is a movie I picked up on one of my little horror hunting trips and thought it looked cool basically about a haunted wig um a girl she uh had cancer but then she is discharged from the hospital because they're giving her this medication that's supposed to be like curing to her and um as a present her sister who's actually mute due to an accident she was in um buys her this wig and because the girl you know obviously she's bald um so she buys her this wig and when the girl puts on the wig it's strange strange things start to kind of happen to her um she's kind of seeing these scary images and uh she also takes on that sort of like full of herself personality and becomes obsessed with the wig like she wants to sleep in it and uh just not be without it ever so um kind of becomes obsessed um i thought it was pretty good you know it had some really creepy jump scares and um uh and it, it was an intriguing story it sounds like it would be dumb but it was intriguing there were some times where i felt it slowed down a bit and could have benefited from a few more scares here and there but it was uh engaging for the most part then after that i watched colossum newcomb high part two just like you as per my run through 91 and i didn't really care for it too much i do not have time for these stupid movies um and i just it was a little too ridiculous it had belly button stuff i don't like belly button stuff and uh i mean it was it looked disturbing i'll give it that but this movie was a little bit too goofy for me. I was not a big fan, so I shall just say that. Then after that, I watched Wreck. I've seen Quarantine before, never seen Wreck, and um, I've seen Quarantine years ago, but watching Wreck, uh, it's like Quarantine all comes back to me. I see what people mean where it's the exact same movie, essentially, but um, Wreck is very, very creepy. I thought it was really good, probably one of the better found footage type of movies out there uh for sure um and it's a pretty short movie too it's uh runs an hour and 15 minutes i believe and uh just gets right right to it you know these people they're uh kind of interviewing these people at the fire station for their little nighttime show that they do and um they get called to this place this uh, apartment building and they end up quarantined there because there's some sort of infection going around I thought it was great. I thought it was very creepy. Um, very similar. I mean, quarantine is very similar to this for sure. Um, but I think they're both good, honestly. But Wreck, uh, I thought it was really good and very scary, especially at the end. So, um, yeah. And then finally, after that, I watched 976 Evil Part 2 as per my run through 91. And uh, 
At first, I was kind of like not too into it. It was actually one I fell asleep and then finished in the morning. But when I woke up in the morning, I was like way more into it. Um, I think it, I just think it's a fun little movie. Um, it's not really like the first one at all, in my opinion, besides the general concept of the horoscope, of course. But um, I had a good time with it. There's some just characters that were entertaining and some kill. There's one kill in particular that I thought was uh, entertaining and had a lot of blood to it. And... Uh, it's a fun movie, honestly. I liked it, um, and I'm glad I watched it, and I'm glad I kind of got back into it because I was kind of like not feeling it at first, but then I was like all in. So, but that is that is it for all my moves. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Hello. Yeah. Um, so we watched The Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles, not in that order. A little John Hughes double feature. It had been so long since I seen Sixteen Candles. Mm. Yeah, it's been. I probably haven't seen either of them since my. T- I was 17. I know for you it's actually probably way longer than that, but I used to watch these movies all the time. Growing up, they were my mom's favorites and they became my favorites, but then when I got into horror, I kind of abandoned every other movie. So it, it had been since I was in high school that I seen these, which doesn't seem like that long, but for me it is long. Yeah, um, Sixteen Candles is one that I've always liked. It's weird, because, like, I've always thought, you know, it's a sort of chick flick in a way. You know what I mean? Because it centers around um, Molly Ringwald's character. And it's definitely, like, more female relatable, I guess. But I've always thought it was pretty relatable, too, just in general, just in in the sense that like you're going through that weird stage where you just like feel like nobody really gets you and you don't really know what to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. right right and you don't really get yourself and then um especially like if you like nobody's giving you attention like your family right you know what i mean so i get it i i think that it's pretty cool um, and then, of course, there's, like, some funny stuff. Honestly, like, if I'm going to be 100% honest, like, I think the Duck Long Wong Dong guy could be completely <laughs> removed from the movie. I never was a fan. It's supposed to be, like, extra comic, all comedy, but I never really found his character funny, and I always thought it to be a little bit too hokey and ridiculous yeah, in the film. And, That's I mean, always been my least favorite. It would be super offensive now. Like, you couldn't do that now. It's so stereotypical and just, like, the gong playing every time he's on screen and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I don't I don't see that flying today. Uh, and honestly, it's not very funny. Like, there, nothing with him is really funny to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we were talking about that a little bit, about, like, man, there would be a lot of stuff in this movie that wouldn't fly today. Yeah, the whole movie wouldn't fly. Like, there was so much... Yeah. Like, there's words that are said, there's actions done to women, there's, yeah, the racist remark. Yeah, there's a lot, but, uh, yeah, I I mean, I've always liked the movie. It definitely is timeless. They say the F word, not not the four-letter F word, like, a few times. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny, that was just in that documentary for, uh, what was that called, Never, My Night, that freaking Mark... Patton's documentary. That was one of the movies they showed as an example of uh, yeah. 80s movies that her on the bus saying that to that kid. Um, mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, that it is very of its time, but at the same time, it's a movie that I think anyone can still enjoy today and kind of put that stuff behind them. Mm-hmm. But well, and it, think, it is a I simple that, plot. I think that you watch a movie like that and. Like, that's why I never understand these people that are like, ban the movie, you know, like, just pull this shit from Netflix. I'm like, you watch it and you see why that's a problem, you know, you see why, like, okay, that we've come such a long way from this, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's some stuff like that is embarrassing, right? Like, I'm not saying everything in this movie is, but, you know, some stuff that you see that didn't age well is embarrassing, but it's, it's like, good that you're embarrassed right it's like good that you feel negatively about it because it shows that you know stuff like in that situation isn't cool anymore um and you learn from it and then i think it's good i think it's good i i don't understand the idea of a race in history because then you don't know about it you don't know that it was like that yeah i think it's completely dumb i mean uh you can't just get rid of it you should it's, it's a learning experience to watch the stuff if it upsets you you don't have to watch it but at the same time you should watch it because it shows what you can approve upon in the future yeah it's like people are just so dumb with that stuff that, now like, that's my biggest thing if you don't like it don't watch it and and mm-hmm. don't don't you know but why ruin it for everybody else that does like it because there's yeah it, it, you know and 16 candles um it's it's a good movie um i actually like some parts of it better than than breakfast club but i think as a whole breakfast club is like the much better movie um mm-hmm. but even breakfast club has some of that in it oh yeah it does so um you know even a film like breakfast club which i think a lot of people consider like sort of a masterpiece of that era of the john hughes like brat pack um you know teen comedy movies of the 80s I think a lot of people think that that's one of the best. Um, you know, it has it's, it has some stuff that didn't age so well in it too. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Breakfast Club. I think it's a great movie, uh, and I I I'm actually surprised. What I was saying was like, you know, I don't. It's funny to me that probably like nobody has. Um, you know these probably haven't been on netflix in a long time Mm -hmm. uh, because if they were i would have seen an article like millennials are discovering 16 candles and losing their mind over uh you know the offensive nature of the film or something you know and Mm -hmm. because you see that every time like all the time like you know um people are discovering uh, what was it? It was like Billy Madison or something, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, or, or pissed off or something. Uh, <laughs> you see that every once in a while. Oh, no, it was Ace Ventura. That's what it was. Oh, um, okay. And they're like, they're boycotting it. And I'm just like, Jesus, man. There was a couple <laughs> other ones, too, that, that didn't age so well. And people, like, find them on Netflix check them out for the first time oh blank check it was blank check it was on disney plus um have you ever seen blank check no i've never even heard of that it's a movie where this kid rips off um uh like this guy this like criminal and he steals his million dollars essentially 
and he like buys a nice like house and stuff like that and does all this stuff with his million dollars and um there's an fbi agent who's like investigating this guy and apparently the kid's like saying it's his boss or whatever and she's like smoking hot and he's like 12 and he has a crush on her so he's like taking her on a date and stuff like that and she's like obliging because of you know trying to investigate this case and then like there's like at the end of the movie like there's like literally a connection between them or something and she like gives him a kiss and stuff like that and says call me in like 10 years and everybody like lost their shit it does not (laughs) age well at all it really doesn't it but you know it's a good movie (laughs) um anyway so yeah breakfast club i don't know it's just insanely quotable to me there's like tons of like great scenes um good great cast every everybody in that cast is super notable except for the weird chick yeah dude i never realized how annoying she is until watching it this time like i always thought she was annoying but then i always thought she redeemed herself at the end but she really doesn't i find her very annoying the entire movie i i I agree watching it this time i noticed a little bit of flaw with that character like i doesn't it feel like there's parts of the movie that are missing or something Mm mm-hmm I bet you... Yeah, like, there's... I've never bought it on a disc or anything, but I bet you there's deleted scenes. Well, didn't... I thought the Criterion put it out and actually put in scenes that were missing on a special disc or something. They probably did. Yeah, and they look really bad because they obviously didn't make the cut, but... Yeah, I would actually like to see that because it feels like there's development missing. You always think, like, oh, it all comes together. They fight the entire movie, then at the end... They all love each other, but really, it, it feels feel like they like fight the whole movie. Very fast. All of a sudden, they're all in love with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it like that, but especially Molly Ringwald and Judd Nelson's character—it's just yeah. he's completely disrespectful towards her and her to him as well. And then, dude, that's bad. I hate whenever like I start seeing flaws in like a movie that I've loved forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's know, the problem like, with being a critical look you would have never thought like that five years ago watching yeah, no. it again you would just watch the movie but whenever you spend your life critiquing movies or like looking for things that are wrong with them or right with them it's not all about wrong with them um but whenever you're looking at a movie critically for so long you really do like it destroy it doesn't destroy like, i still love the breakfast club but it definitely mm-hmm. like shows flaws to stuff that you've thought were flawless yeah, um, even even like with the nerd in the movie it's like at the end they still trick him into doing their assignment for him so they're still bad people making that kid do it just feels like <laughs> uh, you always look at this movie like oh it's such a big I, I think he kind of took it upon himself to do it <laughs> Well, they kind of brought, like, the girls, like, I mean, we don't really all need to write the same paper, am I right? And you're very smart, and he's like, you just don't want to do it. And she's like, well, yeah. I don't know, but I still love the film so much. It's I, I've always thought it was really funny, and uh, the music's great in it. The music cues are good in it. I mean, it is it is still a masterpiece, in my opinion, but you right. do notice things over time. Right. Yeah, John Hughes, um, R.I.P., brought us such amazing, awesome movies that are super relatable and and stuff like that. And 
I remember when I used to get like detention or in school suspension and stuff. I always wanted it to be like the Breakfast Club, and it never really <laughs> got there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but yeah. So all right, uh, blind spot time. Um, go ahead and send our guest a text since we we'll, should be, you know, there soon. All right. Um, and yeah, so my blind spot was the boy in the striped pajamas from 2008. Right. Uh, this falls, uh, uh, first of all, let me just say this. I was utterly confused on why all these Nazis were speaking English. <clears throat> uh-huh. Do you have a reason? I do not, because if I'm being honest, it's been a long time since I've watched this movie. Well, the whole movie's in English. Oh, yeah, it is. It is, yes. <laughs> that makes no you sense. You are right. I mean, yeah, I didn't really, I guess I never thought about that. Um, I think it was more of a stylistic thing for American audiences because, hey, we can't do this film foreign language. I don't know. So everybody speaks, speaks like proper British English, but they're German or or uh you know from european countries um anyway uh the uh the, the there's a kid and he's like a young little kid like nine i think or eight and his father is like a you know higher ranking nazi and they move to this area where he's gonna be doing some some you know military stuff uh, at the, uh, near a concentration camp, and, uh, this little boy's super bored, um, and he want he's not allowed out of his house, um, and he wanders to a fence, he finds the concentration camp, uh, which his family told him were like farmers, and he meets a little boy, also eight years old, who's a Jew, and is on the other side of the fence, and, I'll say, like, the amazing stuff in this movie that I thought was really good is the way that it's told through the lens of a child. And what I mean by that is he doesn't really understand the gravity of the situation. Um, Mm. He knows Jews are bad. He doesn't really know why. Um, he knows that, um, like, he doesn't know what the camp is. He doesn't know what the, uh, living quarters are like. Uh, he only knows what his parents have told him, which is not very much. And then, um, you get the sense that, like, he question, he's one to question the beliefs anyway. Um, the minor beliefs that are bestowed upon him from his teacher and whatnot, um, he questions them anyway, while his sister, just hook, line, and sinker, these people are bad. She does a whole report on how, uh, the Jews have, um, you know, hurt the German race and, and stuff like that. Um, and you can see this kid's really not vibing with that. Um, and, and it makes you think that, like, you know, it makes you think a lot. This movie makes you think a lot. And I just think that it's... Uh, it just makes me so angry when I watch movies like this. It really does. Um, 
I knew where this movie was going from the damn start. Um, but I will say this. I didn't see exactly where it was going. I didn't pick that up until a little bit later in the film that I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... Like, I knew it was going to happen. Something like that was going to happen at the end. I just didn't get exactly what it was. So props to the movie for, for hitting me with that. Um, but I, I think that... What, like there's this there's a great scene where the where the kid gets his knees scraped and there's like a a, a jew a jewish um worker who is um like in the house he's sort of like somebody that they trust enough to be in the house and and use his labor and he's like a potato peeler and he like fixes the kid's knee up and the kid's like do i need to go to a doctor and he's like i don't think so and he's like he's like how do you know um if you're not a doctor and he's like i i was a doctor and he's like you can't be a doctor you're a potato peeler you must have been a crappy doctor then (laughs) and um you know the the old man like kind of tears up a little bit in his eyes and it's very powerful it's very powerful um man what what an awful like i to this day i i think about that a lot and i mentioned to you i wanted to check out the holocaust museum one day mm-hmm. um and i to this day it's just like i cannot believe that all that happened man it's just it i it's insane to me like when I'm watching these people be mean to these other human beings, like, horribly mean, like, I just want to kill them. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to, like, tie them up and, like, like, beat them and be like, okay, like, do you see how this is? Do you, do you understand now why this is wrong? And it's just like, it's horrible, man. I don't get it, man. Uh, it's like just so much hate in their heart i don't understand it i don't understand how humans can get to that point um but anyway i did not cry in this movie surprisingly i thought i was going to i did not but i got very angry and i actually was upset at the ending a little bit because i was like that wasn't enough justification i need to see something i need to see this dude in pure misery like, you remember when, um, I don't even want to say it because it'll spoil, but yeah, I wanted to see this guy in pure misery. I know what you were going to say, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it just doesn't happen. It just like kind of ends, which is maybe a little bit more powerful, but at the same time, it's like really unsatisfying. Um, freak, man. I hate, I hate that this happened, dude. It's so, so many people, man. Um, I know. It's sad. Like, it's ridiculous. I feel like it's almost not even talked about enough. Like, it's just kind No, of... it's not. It needs to be, like, one... Like, when I was in school, like, we talked about it a little bit, Red Ann Frank and stuff like that. But, like, I think this is one of the most important things that has ever happened in history that should be looked at, like, under a damn microscope. And, and it is to a certain extent, but it's more like... The, the atrocities aren't... It's more like the war that you talked about, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, the, the concentration camps and, and what happened to all these people, it's just, like, it, I just feel like it's not, like, some kids don't even know about it. Yeah. Like, literally some kids don't even know about it. 
it's I cannot believe it. You know, they don't understand what like they they know like that there was a thing called a Holocaust and a bunch of people died. They don't know anything else. Like I've talked to kids who don't know. It's crazy. It's a shame, honestly. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like the movie. I, I came in at a nine on that one. Good. I'm glad. Like I said, it's been a while. I didn't. I wish I could have rewatched it for this because it's been a while. But any movie dealing with the Holocaust is like, I like it, but I don't like it because it's super depressing. I like and... it because it makes me feel something. I yeah, like things that you. make me feel things. So, mm-hmm. anyway, um, go ahead. All right, so my blind spot was Don't Tell Mom the day the Babysitter Has Passed Away from 1992, <laughs> a.k.a. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Uh, starring, what's her name, Christina Applegate, and you also have Danielle Harris' little girl in it, and um, some other kids. Um, so, basically, this movie is about uh, this... It's a mother of five children, ranging from, you know, young to teenagers, and uh, she is essentially, I think, going on this long vacation of sorts, Um, and while she, you know, at first they think, like, heck yeah, we have the place to ourselves, we're teenagers, we can handle this, but she's like, oh, by the way, I hired, here's your babysitter, and the babysitter is this mean old lady who looks like she's 105 years old. And, uh, you know, she's giving them a hard time at first, but then essentially the very next day after the mom leaves, she kills over because she's old. And uh, they're like, oh, my God, what do we do? And at first they were all like, we got to get rid of her anyway. So they're kind of happy that she's dead. And they essentially, like, drop her body off, I think, at a church or something with a note saying she didn't have family and to please bear, like, something like that. So, um it's kind of ridiculous and then the rest of the movie is basically them being like oh crap we have to uh you know get money for food and stuff because they accidentally got rid of all the money that the babysitter had on them so the sister ends up getting this job that she gets from making a fake resume and uh it's a way more established job than what she should ever be getting because she's like 17 but she lies and says she's like 28 and um so she's working here and making the money and that's basically the whole movie is she's got this job and Dude, they're all trying to take care of themselves how what? creepy is rapey mcgee over there what was Pretty his creepy. name um Oh, crap. I forget what his name was. I know who you mean. But... Oh, dude. <laughs> that dude, that guy's a creeper. Um, <laughs> oh, he's so sleazy and gross. Ugh, he's so, like, he makes me cringe. Um, doing, but, like, but... Rose likes him, so it's like, oh, dude, you dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, but this movie was cool. I always, I never knew what this movie was really about, but I always assumed it was just about these kids accidentally killing their I thought it was gonna be like weekend at Bernie's where they accidentally like someone dies in their presence and they're like trying to act play it off like they're still alive or trying to get rid of the body dude that movie's not garbage yeah um I I like my favorite who's your favorite character (laughs) um I know I I mean the brother is kind of funny because he reminds me of you dude why does everybody remind you of me you mean why does every horrible character like you're like you, you? you're Judd Nelson in this movie? I'm like what? You are why Judd Nelson. I, be Judd Nelson. Like, I feel like I'm Emilio, dude. Dude, you're not Emilio. You're Judd Nelson. You're like I'm too cool for school, and I smoked a pack of cigarettes for Christmas. 
And then in this movie, you're like, I don't want to work, but I want food in the house. So I'm just going to have the girl do everything. Stop making me sound like a scumbag. Dude, you know you think it. I know you think it too while you're watching this stuff. <laughs> I am like, oh, I'm Judd Nelson. <laughs> yeah. Why? I, why would I think that? You don't find these characters relatable? Yeah, I do. But I find them all relatable usually. I don't know why you'd... I, I just feel like characters that are like kind of a little scummy and down on their luck are a little more relatable for you. <laughs> Dude, screw you. But um, anyway, it's a fun movie. Yeah, the brother's funny, Kenny. He's like, the dishes are done, man. <laughs> Shot all the dishes. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I like how she kind of turns into a mother. She's like, you haven't done the dishes or mowed the lawn or done anything around oh yeah. here. I like when they're arguing in like the, uh, the hospital, the, the hospital and stuff. <laughs> yeah. She's pretending to be the mom and she's like, what happened? Yeah. But Daniel Harris, young Daniel Harris in there playing a little tomboy. Yeah. I mean, the little kids don't really have a big part. They're kind of just like there. Yeah. The, but, uh, the second youngest brother the middle brother he actually died of a heroin overdose age 24 i hate when i i hate when i look up characters and i see that they died young because then i'm watching the rest of the movie thinking like this kid died like 10 years later Mm -hmm. but all right all right so what what do you rate that um i forget what i rated it hold on uh where's it at i would give it an 8.5 out of 10 I'm like heavily in the lead, I hope you know. Dude, I just gave you a 9 out of 10 film. I know, and I gave you an 8.5, gave... and an 8.5, and a 10, and an 8.5, and you gave me a 3.5, a 7.5, gave... and a 9. Yeah, no, that was a no- I gave you a 9, not a 3.5. What do you mean? You gave that a 9 for enjoyment. You gave me the That's room, it's a 3.5. You wrote a 9 out of 10 for enjoyment, and that is what we rate by. I win. Alright, I gotta do a randomizer. Oh yeah, I forgot. So Wait, who's, who, whose it, turn is it? It's my turn because it was my turn last time, but we do, both did one. So it, it's my turn again. Get it? You've done four, I've done three. Okay, yes. Alright, uh, so I'm doing a randomizer right now, and mine is Panic Room. Damn it. I think I'm going to skip on this one. Dude, this joke's not funny anymore. No, I'm actually being serious. You say that every time, too. Is it long? Funny. I don't have time for long movies this week. I don't have time, either. You have time for movies for fun, though. Panic <laughs> Room. Hold on. I don't think it's... It might be long. I don't know. Hold on. I don't even care about... This is kind of one I just threw in there anyway. It's not even... Like, it's not a bad movie. It's just like... Oh, it's 112 minutes. Mm. Whatever, I'll keep it. Alright, um, so that is our blind spot, and next week I will be doing Panic Room, apparently. Um, give me all these long movies. I hope you get No Country for Old Men next. Dude, every movie you've given me has been like two hours. <laughs> yeah, but that one's really long. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to move on to our featured review of Train to Basan Presents Peninsula. Uh, but first, we need to usher in our guest host, which is actually my co-host on 22 Shots, and that is NES Roller 22, a.k.a. 
Jeremy, or some people say Jeremy. I don't know why, but I've heard people say Jeremy. Is that do you, do you call yourself Jeremy? What's going well, on? do I have to do I have to uh, act responsibly on this podcast, or can I go off and say whatever I want like I usually do? Uh, we actually don't even cuss on this podcast. So you don't cuss. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. We, we, we accidentally cuss. say the F word like five times. Yeah, we say we're not going to say the F word, but then we say it five times. But, five, um, five times, though? I mean, I say that in about eight seconds. So that's well, we, really, already, we already established that earlier. We established that earlier in the show. We's like, because oh. she called well, me out for using the F word twice, even though I was like quoting something or something. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. Jeremy's going to drop like 10 in the first five minutes anyway. Well, one of my best friends calls me Jeremy, G-E-R-M-E-Y, but I, I, I don't know. I don't give a shit. Anybody can call me whatever the hell they want. Yeah. I heard um, that for the first time on the show, iCarly. They called that kid Jeremy. His name was Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. See, we, I call- we, we had a dude named Jeremy in my school, but it was with a G. Oh. But it was like, Jeremy. That's horrible. <laughs> Why would you name your kid that? Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's not a name. So how are you fuckers doing? I haven't talked to you in four months. I know. Uh, we've been doing good. This show's been cranking along, dude. This is episode 31 already. And we started it in... Yeah, we started it in December. Or no, January. January, the first week of January. So eight months. Yeah. Almost nine. This show isn't as hardcore as the 22 shots, though, when it comes to... Oh. No, we go pretty hard. We just did Shark Week, and it was like three hours. We did do Shark Week. It was th- our, we, we did our three-hour so podcast. Prep. And we watched... Yeah, that probably was a little bit ridiculous. 30 shark movies or something? That was, I won't go that hard next year. Um, but it helped because... I hope you watch 30 shark movies. Collectively. Well, collectively. Um, I lose my fucking mind. Oh, just there's my one. No, that you already said, one. how are you, fuckers? <laughs> yeah, that oh, there's another one. one. Oh, I didn't even know. Um, uh, no, but we, yeah, we, we've we been going pretty hard on this show. Uh, what, what did you mention the other day, Carly, that our Netflix and chill is only at, like, episode 30? We're on, like, 33, and we've done that since, like, 2017, I think. Yeah, so... So like, you should just combine and make one mega podcast, oh like fucking Power Rangers. Time. Everybody keeps telling us that, but we, it's... It's a different show. It's a different vibe. What's um, what's different, JP? JP can uh, talk over me more on that one. Yeah, I'm more and, rude on that one. Yeah, it's, we have we we pretty much we we establish we're gonna be nice to each other more on this one, and on that one it's like toxic and we hate each other. Yeah, as uh, we call it, toxic and chill. Or Netflix and toxic. Netflix and toxic. We call we call this show sometimes we call this show his and toxic. Or no, toxic and hers. It depends on which one of us is being difficult. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, we we mean you've taken a break for the summer from Twenty Two Shots, essentially. So uh, it's been easier to watch more movies for this show. Um, but the primary thing we do is watch one main movie, um, and then you know a what we watch segment or whatever. Uh, it's been going longer on this show now because normally I do it on 22 sh- It's It's weird. Um, but wait, are you reviewing the movies that you have to review for Patreon on the 22 Shots during your watch, your watch segment on this show? Yeah, sometimes I... But oh, I that's a fucking... No, no, I'll, I'll do them on both, though. People are getting two for the price of one. You see what I'm saying? I'm not... I'm doing them for both. 
but I don't do a full review. I'm just like, oh, I got this for Patreon, 22 shots. I thought it was good, and kind of move on. But right. um, just because we just document everything we watch throughout the week, um, we don't we don't go like back and forth. We just go with a whole list. Like I'll be like, I watch this, then this, then this, then this. Um, like we just talked about Breakfast Club and 16 Candles and stuff. And th- this is more of like a anything goes podcast. Necess- not necessarily have to be horror. Um, a lot of our, uh, blind spots are actually not horror. Blind spots are basically, uh, a list of 14 movies that she hasn't seen, um, that I think she should, and a list of 14 movies that I haven't seen that she thinks I should. Um, so, we do one a week, um, and we alternate, so it's pretty fun. Um, but, so theaters are open back up, you got to go see, was you the only person there, or did somebody eventually buy a ticket, because you were telling us somebody, all week. Oh that, man, I was so pissed off, somebody eventually bought a ticket, and they sat like six seats away from me, and I was so pissed, because it was only me and him in the entire theater, and it's like, why do you gotta be that kind of a douchebag? <laughs> yeah, it's like the go, whole, go like eight theater. rows down. Yeah, can't you just go into, like, the row below? Why do you have to be such a dickhead and pick fucking six seats next to me? But it was only me and him. But I wore my mask the entire time. Of course he didn't. But I don't really give a shit. I knew that was going to happen. All right. But yeah. it was cool to go to the movies again. It was yeah, pretty we- empty. There was, like, nobody in there we, anyway. We were going to go to Unhinged yesterday... Um, but like because of my work and time it just was like really hard to wake up and then get there by seven and you know then I had to be back at work by midnight by 11 so it was just yeah. like, too much because um, that as you know the only theater that's open by us which you usually know before I do um, is <laughs> the the waterfront which is kind of the far one from us it's like 40 minutes away um, so the classics isn't open yet um no it opens on the first i think or the third Uh yeah that's not too bad i guess yeah um which that theater is garbage but it's nice because it's like (laughs) 10 minutes away (laughs) yeah but going to a garbage theater doing this it's like are they really gonna do what they would probably do at waterfront they don't exactly that that place (laughs) hasn't been cleaned since like oh six yeah so imagine what it's gonna be during all this shit i know i might have to wear gloves for that one uh but yeah so um train to basan got a theatrical release here in the u.s which is pretty interesting very weird i think i think i read it was like in like 150 theaters i saw it in imax i, I couldn't actually believe that this movie was going to be an imax i i figured it had a shot because i was reading that it was going to get a release overseas in imax so i figured you know there was probably nothing going to be out i know new mutants probably wasn't going to come out before this so i was a little bit surprised but i i, I do question why this got a theatrical release i don't think there's enough i know it's a popular movie but i don't really it's believe kind of popular that among like, us though and and e- foreigners yeah. like e- i guess so but i really don't think like people know what it is and no no that's i was agreeing with you i'm saying it's popular amongst like the small horror crowd and like people in south korea it's not popular like in amongst regular yeah. people i think people are going to be like oh i wonder what this is and they're going to go see it and they're not even going to know it's a sequel to <laughs> another I, movie i think that's why they dropped the train to basan thing and they're calling it mm. peninsula a lot now because but, it's like 
but that's only overseas they're calling a peninsula. In the U.S., the title is Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. That's what it's called in the U.S., but everywhere else it's just called Peninsula. On the press releases, it was being called Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. Now it's just kind of being called Peninsula a little bit. That's weird, because on the poster it says Train to Busan Presents, which is weird. Like, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I think that people are going to go see it and not even know that it, it's a sequel to something. Yeah, I think that's... It's really not. It's just in... It's... It's, it's the really, same world. It's the same yeah. world. But, I mean, you could no watch characters. this and never have seen the first one and, and easily have no issue with it. As I explained this... Oh, you want to give a synopsis? Yeah, we want... could do a synopsis real quick. So, Train to Busan Presents Peninsula uh, follows um, a uh, man who's in the military. Um, he goes and picks up his sister and her husband and their son. And they... Oh, is this a synopsis? That's not a synopsis. You're telling the fucking story. Oh, I don't have a synopsis in front of me, do you? I mean, the way I would explain it is, the way I would pronounce it is for people who go to the now abandoned island of where the outbreak took place in the first film to try to retrieve a truck that's filled with money, and along the way they come across people who are still living on this island. Right, that's the short version, I guess. I was just given the yeah. basic setup of the beginning. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a tragic thing that happens that leaves a, uh, brother and the brother-in-law, um, in Hong Kong where there's sort of this, uh, agenda against them because they were the ones that start the virus. Pretty racist, right? It's, it's like, it's racism against Asian people, uh, different, different types of Asian people. Um, so they, you know, feel bummed out their family's gone you know they don't have anything left to lose they go there's this criminal crime lord guy and it kind of makes sense you think about it right it's like okay this place has been uninhabited for four years well there was a bunch of money in the entire city you know what yeah I mean? but why so, how is there all that u.s hundred dollar bill i don't understand there? why the hell it was u.s money it, i I, I don't know. Like, I thought it'd be diamonds or something. There's a couple things in this movie that I was like, why did... It's very convenient, and I was like, I think that's some of the problems that I have with this movie. It's like, oh, this is so convenient that this is like this at this point, and and things like that. Like, when when they meet and they figure out who each other are, I was like, oh my god, give me a fucking break. That has to be the most convenient oh, thing yeah. that I've seen and in years. Did you see in that year. coming, though? I saw it coming a mile yeah, away. Yeah, I saw the yeah. whole movie coming. I knew exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, as soon but as they like, showed that scene at the beginning and he didn't help them, I was like, oh, this is coming back up. <laughs> and it's like, out of everybody, they run, they get saved by this person. It's like, oh, come yeah. on. Dude. That's like, not that's only such- would that those people have had to survive, not only would you have to have survived, not only would you have to, they have had to stay, they would have also had to stay in the same location that you happen to go back to where the truck was lost <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like right. so so convenient i agree but with the, you 100 percent. but the way that i can that i think about this movie it's like it, it puts its foot on the floor and it doesn't stop for two hours and it's literally this like non-stop crazy it's it's a fucking action movie with zombies i mean that's exactly it, what it, it is it definitely like, has a, a lot of action it's, sequences it's for me personally feel like an afterthought almost like the whole yeah plot. it's totally different it, it, it kind of 
it loses the emotional appeal that the first movie had. I feel like that's why so many people like the first film because it has a, a, a very strong emotional connection to the characters. But this movie, they try to do that, but they do it in such a cheesy and cringy way that it's like, okay, that's just like the last, like I told Carly, like the last like 15 minutes of this movie, it's just like so overdrawn and, and, and cringeworthy. It's like it's they like, knew how successful the like heart string pulling was in the first film and they're like we yeah. gotta do that again and they do it in the beginning too it's like it's booked to end by two like slow-mo emotional scenes and it's like and then and then after that it's just like boom 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 thousand zombies fucking raining from the sky and shit like that it's <laughs> I totally think it's it such was... a weird tonal shift i didn't think it was that cringy i i i thought it was a little effective i just but i do I agree the... with god like there's one scene that i like cried a little bit too but then like after oh, that there's another cried. there's literally three se- what you cried yes yes i was sad it was okay. sad with the grandfather but then there's like oh yeah there's too many sad trying to be sad scenes in this movie i felt like this movie is like a fast and the furious movie in a fucking zombie world at some points it really did feel like the fast and the furious not just because of the car chases it was just this crazy shit that would never happen happening just throughout. the part where they pick the guy up and like they're like oops and they unlock the door and he gets in and it's just like so it feels like so actiony and reminds me of like an anime almost like in movie form it's weird but uh, I think that like with the, I had a good time I, I had a good time too I, I thought it was a good movie I just uh, there's a the car chases was a bit much for me especially like the first one where it's like the younger girl driving she's like e-breaking yep. around every turn and stuff i'm like get out of here get out of here she's like and like the cgi wasn't the greatest with like the all the zombies all the zombies and hitting uh it was much more of like an action uh drama movie there was like the one scary scene for me was when um he first gets out of the car and he goes up and the like the clouds go over the moon and it lights up all the zombies that are in that thing i was like oh crap (laughs) but mostly it's the thing that sucks about these movies that uh people need to take lessons from people like george romero is they don't unique affy the zombies right they're just they're just a mass of people like there's well, a, you think of Romero films and there's all these unique looking zombies and they're memorable. These are just a horde of of nobodies. Well, what I found interesting was the narrative itself how they were able to isolate this problem to one island. Like the only other movie I could think that does something like that maybe is Doomsday where it's like isolated and the rest of the world is okay. Mm-hmm. It's a very it, it's a to be honest, it's a pretty original idea. I can't really think of too many other zombie movies where the rest of the world is okay and living in a in a you know a normal world where somewhere else there's a island filled with zombies you know still roaming around. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I I think I kind of liked that too when I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, this is it's like the the bad like you know the dead zone type thing. Like you can't go to this part of the thing because it's you know. Uh, infected and they've kind of isolated it and I mean that would be a quick way to end it right just hey you guys are on your own just move the fucking island and be done with it yeah yeah um now I think that like speaking of George Romero though I do think that did did you guys get a serious like 
vibe of Land of the Dead in this one? You haven't seen that a in little, so long. A little bit. I guess considering it has a similar, like, abandoned, isolated city kind of feel. I and, like, so, the hierarchy bit. thing of, like, the, uh, the, you know, the way that they put the people into the, the tournament thing, you know, where they spray paint numbers on them and bet on them and stuff, that was all in Land of the Dead. Mm. Yeah, with the little person, right? <laughs> I can't even remember, but I know I don't that, remember they, that movie at all. They, they put people against zombies yeah. in, like, a... a like a coliseum type um what was up with that fucking zombie ball thing like what the hell was that what was it <laughs> like the huge zombie ball where they were all in that scene where they were oh, all yeah like... i was like what the heck did they like <laughs> melt them together what's yeah, going on like... here <laughs> i was wondering like i thought it was like it reminded me of like when chucky gets all melted in part two he's like climbing yeah. like towards yeah. andy um yeah I-, I think overall i mean i thought the movie was good totally it's different. not as it's not as good as the first one um, it's not but, really scary it really is just more action because the first one i actually think is kind of creepy and yeah. this one's just full-on action in your face the whole time yeah a lot of action not a huge fan of that personally but you know i think people like it i mean it was, uh, like i said i had a, i had a fun time with it i think some of the stuff in his total nonsense bullshit but yeah ex- i like, still like, like i'm still sitting there going like oh this is this is fun. I'm not going to, like, leave. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was awesome seeing the fucking Shutter logo on the big screen like I, that. Dude, I, was, this I is thought bad, the same thing. Bad. I did not know this was a Shutter anything. Mm. You know yeah, what but I mean? I'm, I'm watching this movie on a 70-foot screen, and fucking Shutter comes across. I was like, yeah. this is badass. Yeah, sh- it re- did it really put in perspective how big Shutter has gotten, considering yeah. uh, when, we, when we first... You know, we we were around when Shutter first came out. I had a uh, I did a review of Shutter when it first debuted from a beta uh, on the show. So you know, it's come such a long way. And of course, we all remember me getting uh, Joe Bob on. <laughs> How could we forget? You, you know what? Yeah. I was thinking whenever you were mentioning that, you know, Train to Busan presents Peninsula had the Shutter logo. I was thinking to myself, I was like, I bet I had something to do with that. Like I don't know how, but Chosen, chances Justin, are Justin that... Patrick presents Shutter. <laughs> right, yeah. On on our screener, it said Justin Patrick and then Shutter. <laughs> to be honest, I doubt we'll ever see it again. Maybe I doubt it, but I just think that there's nothing to be seen right now. So they're like, okay, we're just gonna release. But I I I doubt we'll see it again. But it was still cool to see. It's possible to see again. I could see one of their films taking off and maybe getting, uh, or yeah. they, you know, if they make it and produce it and be like, oh, we got something fire here. We need to like this is one we can push. Um, I could see something happening with it. But um, the thing that shocks me the most about Shutter is that it's still like four ninety nine. I know. Uh, it, it it went up. It's locked. It's like seven ninety nine now. But I think it your grandfather yeah. in. Okay. I was about to say it should be up by now. I mean, I would pay seven ninety nine for it, but That's I'll keep cheap. my four ninety nine if I can. Um, so yeah, I mean, Train to Busan uh, presents Peninsula. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I have an issue with some of the convenience of of things, and anytime there's action where everybody's like shooting, you ever notice how like okay they're shooting, and then there's a moment where they're like 
uh, doing something else. And then right when they're done doing that, that's when everybody jumps into the room and is like, it's freeze, you know? Well, what, like, I appreciated with, what I appreciated with this is, like, most of the time they just go, and they, like, pull the trigger nonstop, you know, like, they try to fucking, like, mow everybody down. But this, at least this guy would, like, shoot one bullet firing. to kill each zombie. You yeah. know, he, would, he wouldn't waste mm-hmm. ammo. He would literally just, like, boom, boom, boom. He would actually just, like, waste one bullet on each Which fucking, makes sense since he's like military. Like a video game. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I appreciated that. Yeah, I but... always appreciate those type of details too, and or like the ones where they just spray and spray and spray and spray and never show a scene of them reloading. <laughs> oh, like this yeah, one, I hate it with the handgun at the beginning. He shoots like forty times and he he never Does reloads. He shoot that much? I thought he shot I mean, he like shoot, sixteen. He... Well, yeah, but there's still more less than sixteen bullets in a clip. No, not sometimes. Really? I thought it's only like nine bullets in a clip. No. I don't know my guns, but I thought that was, it seemed like a lot too, but I don't know my guns. Um, anyway, um, I don't know what kind of gun that was, and I don't know what kind of clip it was or anything, but I'm pretty sure that, like, some guns, uh, can hold, you know, decent amount in the clip. Uh, maybe he had that gun. Uh, I did like the scene, I did like the scene where he, oh, so is that the one that you're talking about where it's creepy where all this all the zombies inside like the the staircase thing yes. that he blows yeah, up? Yeah, that the was end. the only creepy scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was badass too at the end when he fucking shattered the glass and they all I mean it looked ridiculous. I, that's the thing, I guess some the zombies look ridiculous in this movie because there's like hundreds of them just like falling out of the sky. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yes. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and rate this bad boy and get out of here. Um, so, uh, I will go first. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at like an 8. Um, I think that I gave the first one an 8.5. Um, this one, I feel like 7.5 is like a little too low for like the size of this movie. Mm -hmm. And like the amount that they did. It was pretty ambitious. Um, but I don't think that... I don't know. I'm like at a seven and a half or an eight. I have to think about it a little bit more. I just watched this, but I th- somewhere around there. Yeah. Um. I I gave the first one a nine actually, and I gave this one the same thing. I give this an eight. Um. I think it's a really good movie though. I mean, I like the characters. I like the sister and her little sister and that bond and the whole family thing and. Uh, film you can't really compare it to the first one but i think it's an eight i probably wouldn't watch this one again honestly but it was good all right i'm gonna give it a seven seven i was at like between a seven and a seven and a half i was at a seven and a half until it got to the ending and then when the ending happened i was like this is absolutely fucking ridiculous like they spend like 10 minutes deciding she's gonna shoot herself in the head it's like that's just stupid so I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah, I was laughing at that part. Seriously? That I don't know. It would kind of work for me. It did. No, dude, because I was just in my head. I'm thinking like they're like talking out. He's like, I'm gonna. I shouldn't be saying. I'm this, gonna go like, back. And I'm oh, just like, that, he just that heard the part, gun go off right there. Yeah, I thought the same exact thing. I was like, I was like, dude, dude like, don't tell her you're gonna save her. Like, just be like, I'm gonna try to save her. <laughs> Don't even say anything. Just run and get her. Yeah, like, right. Damn, she's been sitting just, there for ten yeah, minutes that, already. That, that was really dumb. That was really dumb. Um, but do you think you're gonna make another one? I could see them. I mean, this director. I think this director is pretty talented. Uh, 
I, I think I would like him to do something else, though. I mean, I feel like you did enough with those two. What's there really more to do? Well, it's technically three, because they made an animated. Oh, yeah. Cool. Dave uh, said that was horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He directed uh, it, too, so. I know. I know. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Last final thing on this. I think that if there was more gore, it would have been nice. There's really no gore in this movie. Yeah, there's not. There's no good kill scenes or anything like that. Good death scenes. It's based mostly people just grabbing people, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I think if there was, like, some gore, um, it would have been cool. Uh, but... I forgot to say, I think the reason why this movie isn't maybe possibly not in as many theaters... I was thinking about this as, you know, something like Unhinged or something like that. It's not rated, so I think that... Is it not I rated? Was... Yeah, it's not rated. So I was, like, I was surprised to see that... Even that's, the AC and Regal was going to show it that's because I was like, thing. they never show not rated movies unless it's like an art house Regal, which my Regal is an art house Regal, so it makes sense that they do that. But I think maybe that's the main reason why we're not seeing it as in so many theaters because it's NR. All right. Yeah. I not, think so. not rated I, I, by I, the MPA because I can't say the MPAA anymore because it's not MPA. Did anymore. they drop the second A? Yeah, it's MPA now. That's stupid. I know. Uh, okay, so um, do you want... Is there anything you want to plug or anything? <laughs> what the fuck do I want to plug? I don't uh, know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, Didn't you say you were doing a Fangoria video? Well, yeah, whenever that comes out, but uh, September 15th, coming back with the 22 shots of... Well, 16th. September 16th, coming back with the... 22 shots of moods and horror uh top 10 of 1991 so that should be fun have you guys been enjoying 1991 yeah we were just talking about it earlier how we're kind of stressing a little bit because uh i made a final list of like the popular movies or like good movies or movies of note that i want to see and it's like still like 24 titles and i've already watched like 45 so i'm like man i gotta watch like 24 more and in like less than three weeks i'm a little nervous and i'm not going to be able to do it because i also have summer series movies to watch and movies for this show so it's crunch time what did i say to you when you sent me that list uh i don't have the quote in front of me but maybe you have a quote okay i said well bend me over backwards and fuck me in the butthole i am fucked (laughs) i thought you don't like to get fucked in the butthole i don't that's i'm like fucked with this whole 91 show so it would be an unpleasant banging experience <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i laughed at that because i thought it was funny yeah um all right yeah so check out carly will be on that show too so uh all three of us will be on that show um coming september like 16th ish i think we record on the 11th yep. um 9 11 uh that might be next week Dave. what's that I blame Dave. Yeah, Dave. I blame Dave, too. Derek has been really quiet about the 91 show. Is he doing that show? I think so. I see him still posting on Letterboxd and stuff, so... Okay. Yeah. Alright, so next week, uh, fingers crossed, we may finally be covering The New Mutants. Uh, That should be next week's episode if... In fact, it actually does come out and there isn't, like, a coronavirus 2.0 that sweeps the nation in, like, two days. Um, because, 
you know, that movie's been... Because New Mutants forever. coming up. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, and ask me to come back and do it, or first. no? Uh, yeah, you can come back on if you want to. Um, I think we're going to probably record on Sunday next week. Uh, okay. I think. Not 100% sure. It's either, like, Thursday or Sunday. But probably Sunday. Maybe Saturday. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know on Thursday. Okay. What we're gonna do? Yeah. Well, on Thursday, that's when we're seeing it, isn't it? Yeah. How would it be funny if, like, on August twenty seventh, they're or like, on August twenty sixth, they're like, "Yep, got to shut down again." Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> like probably, a day a day before it comes out. It's like that movie would be the most cursed movie ever. I think it like, would be. I think I would just blame New Mutants at that point. It's possible. Like you've ruined I would, the world. I would laugh so hard. That would no, be really funny. I wouldn't. I'll would be mad. <laughs> Uh, I told Carly earlier, this in 2018 I made a list on YouTube of my top five most anticipated horror movies of 2019, and The New Mutants was like number three. Yep. And then I did another list at the end of the year last year, at the end of 2020, uh, sorry, 2018, then the last year, 2019, I did one, and it was also on that list. <laughs> so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, if it sucks. It's, well, I was telling her, I think it's going to. I have really low expectations. <laughs> I had way too many production problems. Uh, at this point, if I just get above average movie, I'll be pretty happy. Um, yeah. But I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Stay tuned next week for the exciting conclusion of our thoughts on the new mutants. Thank you for coming on, Jeremy. Thank you for being here, Carly. Uh, that is a wrap on episode number 31.